Last week, there was a wonderful message on worship. If you missed it, I encourage you to watch it. It really impacted me of my words bowing to God. Everything, all aspects of my life is worship to God, not just the musical aspect. And I was very challenged with that because I have some old school ways of thinking. And it was very, very beautiful. Today, I want to talk to you about this, this word that's not very common in our society. And the word is sacrifice. Say that with me, sacrifice. People do it. You may see a single mom working two jobs and taking care of their children or moms and dads working so hard or someone in college getting their master's degree, you know, they want to be a doctor. Whatever it is, in your own life, you may sacrifice. But we're going to talk about that today, especially when it comes to worship. Since worship is every aspect of our life, I want to tie it in with sacrifice. You see, God, basically, it looks like sacrificing an animal because Adam and Eve had covered themselves, their shame with the leaves, but he takes, kills an animal, covers them with skin. And then you see Genesis. In Genesis, you see uh, Abram, Abraham, his first son, his only son, Isaac. Man, he's waited 100 years, or so, kind of. And uh, he has his son, and, and he's taking him up on the mountain. It looks like the sacrifice, but God, Jehovah Jireh, provides for him a ram, and he doesn't have to sacrifice. Let's look at the word sacrifice right there in that part of the scriptures uh, when it comes to Abraham. What is a sacrifice uh, according to that scripture? A sacrifice is a slaughter, the flesh of an animal, a sacrifice, offering, a sacrifice. Somebody say sacrifice. sacrifice. It's been said, and it's so true. Let this sink down in your heart and what I would say your guts. A sacrifice is not a sacrifice unless it's a sacrifice. A sacrifice is not a sacrifice unless it's a sacrifice. If it's something that you probably don't want to do and it hurts a little bit, then probably you're stepping into the rim of what's called a sacrifice. I, I named this today Two Coppers because I, I want to read a scripture because I thought it was just a beautiful picture of sacrifice. Mark 12, 41, if you have your Bibles, turn there. You can check it out on the Sky Bible. Two small coppers. Let's dive into this right now. It says this, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts. How many of you know that you can throw in large amounts of money, but that doesn't particularly mean that it's a sacrifice? You, you, you got that? Doesn't mean that it's a sacrifice. And then it goes on to say, but a poor widow came in and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. And this, this caught Jesus' attention. You know why it caught Jesus' attention? Because it was a, a sacrifice. If you want to catch heaven's attention, sacrifice. If you want to do something that's going to open up heavens over your life, open up the, the windows, open up the doors of heaven, open heavens, just step into the rim of sacrifice. And it goes on to say, calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor 
widow has put in more into the treasury than all the others. Now, mathematically, it didn't look that way. But when it comes to the heart, spiritual mathematics, it looked that way. And it goes on to say, they all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything. Somebody say everything. Man, when you put it all in, sacrifice. All she had to live on. Uh, It wasn't a sacrifice of an oxen or a sheep, but it was a sacrifice of everything that she had. And I'm really not preaching in the area specifically in offerings and tithes in that area of, of sacrifice, but it is that because I'm talking about sacrifice in all areas of our life when it comes to our worship and our work and our musical worship and our musical praise and our words and our, 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 our work ethic and attitude and all of that can be viewed on as worship, going the extra mile. How many of you own a business in here? Just raise your hand, just put it up and put it down. How many of you like people who actually want to be there and actually will go the extra mile, maybe come a little early, stay a little longer? Can somebody say sacrifice? It's a beautiful thing. It opens up favor. It opens up different things in people's life. And young people, if you don't understand this, I hope you grab it today. Whatever age you are in this area of sacrifice. I'm not always a good sacrificer, personally. Years ago, about 20 years ago, I was uh, on staff at Capital Christian Center uh, down in Meridian, Boise area. Uh, still great friend, Pastor Ken, and the Wild family, and, and in January, there was a gentleman speaking on the area of first fruits. Will you say that with me? First fruits? No, look at me. First fruits. Say it again one more time. First fruits. In the area of first fruits. And so he'd preached all weekend, and, and all of a sudden, there's coming a time on Sunday evening to present our first fruits. So I, I'm on staff. Did I, did I tell you that? Did I, did I mention I'm on staff? I'm on staff. And, and my wife shows me the number that she, she got to put in for the first fruits. And I look at the number. She gets a number. I get offended. She gets a number, I walk out of the, I'm I'm on staff, I walk out of the sanctuary and I'm in the foyer because I'm like, I can't believe what she's doing, man. This is absolutely crazy. I wasn't feeling very sacrificial because the number she got was our savings account. And I was like, it ain't like we had tons of, I don't want you to think, well, that's a lot of, you know, we're youth pastors and, you know, kind of living check to check. It ain't like we had, but it was our savings. And when you're in that moment, it is what it is. And I wasn't fear, feeling very sacrificial, but how many of you know, how many of you guys are thankful for women of God who hear, come on now, who hear from heaven and is willing to take a step of faith. And man, we've been tremendously blessed, but I wasn't feeling very sacrificial. How many of you know that a sacrifice is not a sacrifice unless it's a sacrifice. And that was a little painful 
uh, for me in that very moment. David, one of my favorite guys in the Bible other than Jesus, I think he was a beautiful example. He passed it on to his children. I want to show you the story about David. Gad runs into David and Gad says, I want you to go build an altar. And so David is going up to build an offer, uh, uh, altar in order to uh, perform a burnt sacrifice. As he goes up, Arwana meets him on the way and says, because this is the king. I mean, he's the man. Everybody knows King David. I mean, he's the greatest king of all time. Arwana comes up and says, hey, hey, you can have my oxen. Here, I'll give you the oxen for the burn offer. I'll give you the, 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 the yoke and all that you can use for the burning and so forth and so on. And, and there was something that David understood, and it was he understood an offering and he understood a sacrifice. And this was his response to Arwana in uh, 2 Samuel 24, 24. I want to read it. Listen to it really good. Because he easily, as the king, could have taken the oxen. Yeah, I'll do that. He could have taken uh, the yoke and burned it and so forth and so on. But David, he, he didn't do that. And there was a purpose behind that because he knew a sacrifice is not a sacrifice unless it's a sacrifice. Listen to what David says. But the king said to Arwana, no, but I will buy it from you for a price. I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, that cost me nothing. So David brought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. And of course, he went up and that's exactly what he did. He understood sacrifice. Now, let's look at his son for a moment who took the place of David. His name is King Solomon. Will you say that with me? King Solomon. Listen to what King Solomon did. He builds a temple. David wasn't able to build the temple because of the blood on his hands. But all of a sudden, David passes it, wants to build the temple of the Lord. So bad. Passes on to Solomon. Solomon builds the temple of the Lord. And now he's dedicating the temple of God to, to, to God. And this is what he does. Somebody say Sacrifice. You're getting ready to see some sacrifices right here. It says this, And when they brought up the ark of the Lord, the tabernacle of the meeting, and all the holy furnishing uh, that were in the tabernacle, the priests and the Levites brought them up. So also King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel were, uh, were who were assembled with them, with him, were with him before the ark. Listen to what they were doing. Look at that. Sacrificing sheep and oxen. Let me back up for a minute because you can just disconnect with that right now. Just for a minute, I'm going to bring out a sheep and right here on the stage, we're going to sacrifice it. Right? You know what you would do? You would scream. Half of you would leave. You'd call 911. You'd call PETA, PETA, whatever they are, and you would be throwing your pastor way under the bus. He's sacrificing a lamb. Right? Just being honest with you. Don't look at me like you wouldn't do that. Y'all be screaming, ah! Blood flying. Right? But they did it a lot. If you were a priest, you're pretty much a butcher. No, I'm not kidding. Look how much they sacrificed for the glory of God and to dedicate the temple. Look, look how much they sacrificed. Uh, they were in the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen. Look, that could not be counted out of control. 
or numbered for the multitude. But look at the result of their sacrifice. Kabod. Say this with me, Kabod. It's the glory of God. I'm telling you, when you choose out of your heart to bring an unadulterated sacrifice to God. Only you know it's a sacrifice tonight. I could be up here screaming, yelling, jumping, dancing, but it's not really a sacrifice. Only you know if it's a sacrifice. And all of a sudden they sacrifice and look at the open heavens and what took place in that very moment. Let me just read the scripture to you. It says this, and it came to pass when the priest came out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house of the Lord. Can you imagine all of a sudden we're in here worshiping and praising, sacrifice of praise and shoo. I'm not talking about smoke out of these things. I'm talking about the cloud of God. And it goes on to say, so that the priest could not continue ministering. It happened uh, about four weeks ago. I called it just a Holy Ghost takeover. If you were here at the 11-11, you know what I'm talking about. My T-shirt on the front row became a snot rag. And it says, so that they could, the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. Just, I tell you right now, I think what ushered in the glory of God was a sacrifice that they brought. There's a direct connection of sacrifice and open heavens. King, back to King David, because he's my favorite. King David is bringing in the ark of God, ark of the covenant, into the city of David. And they're doing different things. They're singing and they're worshiping. And, you know, later on, David's dancing before the Lord with all of his might. But what he's also doing is every six steps, two, three, four, Five, six. Every six steps, he sacrifices. Every, every six steps. Because he understood. He understood the glory of God. He understood the practice of sacrifice. Six steps. One. Can you imagine this entrepreneurs of people, and they're bringing in the ark of God. Six steps. Come on, bring the sheep. Whoop. Sacrifice. So, J.R., are you going to bring out the sheep and the oxen and we're going to sacrifice today? No, because we had a sacrifice, the ultimate sheep, the lamb that was slain, the perfect lamb of God for the sins of the world. But he expects you and I to live a life of a living sacrifice. Living sacrifice is a little more tricky, challenging, and somewhat dangerous. Because put those two words together. Living sacrifice. <laughs> what? Living sacrifice? See, you and I can easily crawl off the altar. You follow me? We get kind of squirmy. I'm out. This is what it says in Romans 12.1. Appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Look, which is your spiritual worship? 
So I want to back up for a moment to Leviticus because I want to talk to you about this thing called sacrifice and a burnt sacrifice and something that took place with the burnt sacrifice. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm actually going to read, if you're working my PowerPoint back there, I'm actually going to read just two verses, Leviticus 1, 5, and 6, okay? So it's talking about a burnt sacrifice. I want to show you something. Could I have my sacrifice people come up and bring that pig? Y'all don't care if we sacrifice a pig, right? Is that okay with everybody? Yes. Two, three people. We won't sacrifice a pig, but we will sacrifice a piece of bacon. Because some of y'all were nervous. You were looking at me like, he's going to sacrifice a pig. Can, can you show them the sacrifice, please? Put the sacrifice in the pan. Thank you. Hold on for a minute because as soon as you start burning it, all eyes are on you. I need you to listen to the scripture. Will you listen? And then we can watch the burning of the sacrifice. <laughs> he shall kill the bull before the Lord and the priest. Aaron's son shall bring the blood and sprinkle all uh, the blood all around the altar. This is by the uh, uh, door of the tabernacle of meeting. And he, sh listen to this. This is what I need you to listen to. And he shall skin the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. Somebody say pieces. pieces. Someone say parts. parts. Okay, let's, let's get that thing burning. Righty, tidy, Lucy. There we go, good. Oh, perfect, thank you. So, so we have a... Oh, thank you. Thank you. Why, don't, why don't you do me a favor this time? Will you just leave this up here? Yeah. Okay, just... Leave my burnt sacrifice. So you have a burnt sacrifice, but if you listened really closely, they did something differently than just burn it. Do you remember what else they did? They, who said that? They cut it up. They cut it up into pieces. So instead of just, oh, I give you everything, God, this is my whole heart, my whole life, and that might be a little overwhelming. And what does that exactly look like? All of a sudden, you're like, I'm all in. I'm all, I give you everything, God. And then you walk out and you do nothing. Just a burnt sacrifice. But, but, but what, if, what if cut into pieces? What if it's broken up into pieces? Oh, God, I give you my hands. Oh, God, I give you my lips. Oh, God, I give you my love. Oh, God, I give you my feet. Oh, God, I give you my mouth. Oh, God, I give you. And then all of a sudden, it just really begins to make sense. Because it's like, all of me, which, did he get any of you? And is it biblical to break up into pieces? And in the New Testament, did they break it up in pieces? I think all of it is very biblical. There's probably many reasons why they cut up the burnt sacrifice. For my point today is this. It's easy to come in and, I'm all yours. 
Okay, what does that look like? Is he asking you to sacrifice some time? Whoa, not my time. Is he asking you to sacrifice your lips? Is he asking you to sacrifice your hands and your feet? Is he asking you to sacrifice your finances? Whoa, whoa. Even when Jesus was crucified, it looks like it was in somewhat broken up in parts. Let, let me give you an example for a moment. Listen to this. Isaiah 53, 5. Very beautiful, pretty common scripture when it comes to Jesus' crucifixion. It says, but he was wounded. Somebody say wounded. wounded. Sounds like a part. He was wounded for our transgressions. Wounded. He was bruised. Here's another piece. For our inequities. The chastisement of peace was upon him. He was chastened for you and I's priests. He was striped for your healing. Sounds pretty much like pieces. How to crown of thorns on his head, nails in his hands, nails in his feet, sword in his side. And all of those probably represent something. Somebody say with me, if you would, parts. Philosopher Aristotle says, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. This is greater right here. But even in math, the sum of the parts makes up of the whole. And sometimes if we're all about the whole and it's overwhelming and we don't do anything with it, I think we should start looking into the parts. Jesus himself said, if your eyes cause you to sin, what do you do? You don't kill yourself, you pluck them out. If your right hand causes you to sin, you... And I'm not telling any... You, listen, I don't think it, you, it's to really pluck out your eye or cut off your hand because all... All of a sudden, the church would be no eyeballs and no hands. You go to Heart of the City Church, they have no eyes and they have no hands because they're all a bunch of sinners, right? Are, are we all in the same boat? Are you on a different bus? So I wanted to break it up a little bit today. Maybe instead of just like, which, hey, the whole is much greater than the part. But the parts do make up the whole. And maybe we just need to break it up in parts sometimes. That God, he might be calling you to sacrifice a little bit of your time. He might be calling you to sacrifice a little bit of your hands. A little bit of your feet. A little bit of your love. A little bit of your lips. Lips? The Bible talks about lips, Jill? Absolutely. Let me read it to you. Hebrews 13, 15. Look up there. You're going to see a set of lips, I think. Do we have lips? Thank you. Well, you can look at my lips. Oh, there's some lips. That's not representing the Rolling Stones, neither. Listen to the scripture. Therefore, by him let us continue offering the sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to him. J.O., I don't feel like praising Jesus today. Good. Bring a sacrifice to the house of God. I'm tired with a headache. Well, now you're stepping into a sacrifice. 
jail. I feel like a fake if I do that. Hey, there's no bull or no sheep or no oxen or no dove that said, hey, I'm pumped about being sacrificed today. Because as soon as you don't feel like it, now you're, it's okay when you come in, everything's hunky-dory, everything's good, you just had your coffee, I can't wait to put my praise on. But if everything's not hunky-dory, everything's challenging, and you're struggling physically, emotionally, financially, and you go, but I'm bringing a sacrifice of praise to you today because you're worthy, God. You are worthy. Can somebody say sacrifice? Just, it hurts a little bit. So he does talk about lips. Listen to this one. Sacrificing your love. Look at the next scripture. Hebrews 13, 16. But do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. All of a sudden you have an opportunity to love somebody near you. And you do it, not because you feel like it. How many of you know that God doesn't love you because you're lovable? You think God loves you because you're lovable and you're cute? He loves you because he's love. And as we walk that out in our life, we can love the unlovable and reach the unreachable and touch the untouchable. Why? Because the love of God being shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with what I feel like. It's a sacrifice. How about this last one? We're going we're gonna to go, we're going to take it to the hole. Living a life my whole life is a sacrifice. Listen to the scripture. It's in the message this time, Romans 12, 1, but it's a beautiful, if you'll put it up, listen to this one. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do. Amen? Jesus says, if you want to follow me, pick up your cross. I like what Luke, Luke only, only pro, uh, Dr. Luke says this, pick up your cross daily. Deny yourself, which is so close to sacrifice. Those two words, deny yourself, pick up your cross daily and follow me. It's a daily decision. Say that with me, sacrifice. Right now we're going to go back into musical worship and praise. I think it's a beautiful time that you might consider bringing a sacrifice of thanksgiving to God with your lips. You might use your hands. You might use your feet. You might bestow upon Jesus your love. And it might be a sacrifice, but only you'll know. Only you'll know. Can you stand to your feet? Could we just do this? Begin with maybe a sacrifice clap offering to Jesus right now, the King of all kings.